As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saints sincerity and stupidity. It's out on the field and is doing like weird thumb stretches and on national television and looking like a, a goddamn weirdo. This guy is not. <laughs> Got way too excited there. This guy's not going anywhere. People in your house again that you don't know who they are. Yeah. And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbro. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the LSU Happy Hour. What a fantastic, fantastic Saturday afternoon. In the 10 years that we've been doing this LSU podcast, Saturday might have been the greatest day ever. Uh, Andrew. Went straight into Monday. Yep. <laughs> went straight from Saturday to Monday. <laughs> What are you talking? Nothing, what are you talking about? Nothing, they had some. Nothing. They had something yesterday. Did they have something yesterday? Uh, I don't know. Did, did Did you guys go to church? I went to church. I I I flew into New Orleans to see my family to spend quality time with my brother. I, I went to Check the new the airport. A, I went to the new airport. The new airport itself is nice. Everything it's else nice. is fucking dis- disaster. You know the traffic, the baggage. Oh God! I had I had no issues. Getting in or getting out. I think it's a total crapshoot as far as like just you know what time you go, when you go, what they. Yeah, I mean, I know people have had problems. Maybe I got lucky, but I I had no issues whatsoever. It was it was weird yesterday. I didn't have you know Saturday is such a big day because you you have LSU all the time. Yesterday I didn't have anything to do. It was weird. Me and my brother are like, what are we gonna do? It's too bad. bad, uh, New Orleans doesn't have a football team. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it's not a lie if you believe it. I, I, I want to lie to myself, but before we get to... Uh, Wait, I just uh, want to say nothing gets me more amped to do an hour-long podcast than Andrew's dad saying, go get them, boys, and spelling <laughs> go, G-E-A-U-X. Woo! Uh, so, but before we get to uh, Kevin... Uh, doing, telling us about one of our fantastic sponsors, uh, Blue Chew. Uh, I want to wish Dave a happy birthday. Happy oh, birthday yep. to you. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. What happy is this? Happy birthday, dear wonderful person that's having a birthday today. What is this? Happy birthday to you. 
I found one of them custom first. birthday greetings. I found one of the custom <laughs> birthday greetings, but I, I didn't have enough. The podcast doesn't have enough money yeah. Uh, yeah. to actually have them say your name. So that's, say that, that's just that the generic custom. one. But we have, a, we have a big announcement later in the show that will explain where we spend all the podcast money. It's for the live show. It's exciting. But Kevin, tell the people about Blue Chew. I mean, well, you're gonna need, you're so. gonna need Blue Chew to get excited after that uh, happy <laughs> happy birthday singing. <laughs> I mean, Dave Dave may need Blue Chew later. Um, I may so, need Blue Chew after Dave. yesterday. Jesus. Hey, Dave. Yes. Uh, I know you're 38. So, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? I do remember them. It was yesterday. When you had a full head of hair. No, that was a long time. That was like eleven just, years ago. When you were just a burgeoning T-shirt empire. <laughs> when no, you, when no. you'd only sampled the it's fancy hot dogs in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> before you really branched out and, and expanded your palate. To that dog. Well, well, anywho, you can now increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, Dave. Listen up. BlueChew.com, Dave. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, Dave. You can take it any time, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they'll work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Like, say, right when you get off the phone of this podcast. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance, Dave. You know, most guys will talk a good game, like Juge, but Blue Chew will help your follow-through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Dave is, fami- D- Dave is familiar with uh, discreet packages. Well, actually, I think Dave's wife is familiar with discreet packages. <laughs> They're made in the U.S. of A. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than going to a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free. When you use our special promo code armchair, you're just going to pay five bucks in shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code armchair to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Dave likes munching on them like candy, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, Dave, make sure you don't confuse the Blue Chews with uh, your peanut M&M stash. <laughs> well, first, okay, well, now, now a couple of things now. First of all, I'm really not a peanut M&M fan, so that's not going to happen. Whoa. <laughs> second, of all, take. Second, second of all, I mean, I gotta say, I, I, it's been 38 years. It took me 38 years, but I think I—that's it. I think I can die now. Uh, I have joined the very small elite club of people that have had mile high club. No, that have had personalized Blue Chew ads written for them and about them. Uh, I mean, that has got to be a small, small minority. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you. But bucket Alex. list thank check you. done. Knocked it off. Knocked it off. Uh, 
yesterday. So let's talk about, so let's, let's, Ralph so is let's like, talk, I don't even know where to. I don't even know. I don't even know. So let's talk. Let's talk about Clyde edwards hilaire and the great game that he had. <laughs> not even going to talk about this thing. <laughs> Wait, we talk, talk about what? Oh, who? Wait, who? What? I don't. They had it. They had it. They had it they, the New Orleans has a football team because I. They weren't anywhere in the city limits yesterday, for goddamn. No, sure. he must. He said something about the Saints. He must be talking about church on Sunday. Ah, uh, well, the Pope. <laughs> mm, oh, okay. Talking about the Pope's tweet from a couple of weeks ago. Remember that? <laughs> like I picked so, week, how are we I'm feeling about Joe Burrow? He he uh, went in the Heisman. Tis to lose now, right? Yeah, he's gonna go to the Jets now. Apparently. Kevin, are you burying a body somewhere? No, 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 no! I'm just getting some ice. I'm just getting uh, some ice prepared for a uh, for a, a nice cold beverage. Here. Oh my God! Breaking news: Kevin's getting a drink. <laughs> we have breaking news, Andrew. The Saints just, just got called. For the year. No, the Saints just got called for hands to the face again. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees just got sacked again. I, I mean, seriously. What he, the fuck was that? And they hit him in the face with their hands, <laughs> and there's no flag. <laughs> I'll start with you, Kevin. Where does yesterday rank on the Saintsy scale? That was Saints to the max, whatever that I was. I called this. I called this happening like weeks ago. I I'm, said Bridgewater was going to go under. The only mistake I made is that Bridgewater didn't play the Cardinals game. But I said the saintiest thing ever would be for them to go 6-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater, and then Drew comes back, and they lose at home to the one-win Falcons. I, I actually called this. You did. I, I, I just like... Is it because Sean Payton got engaged, and once you get, yeah. once you get engaged... Dump <laughs> dump Skyline. People... Dude. People, the the post game show, Bobby and Christian Gary, they were mad as fuck about people on Twitter blaming the engagement. The post game well, I mean, show, no, no, seriously, you guys seriously. were at the game. You saw them showing her. They showed her on the big screen, like they they did a public. You saw that, right? You guys were there in your seats. Yeah, yeah but the best part, friendly. the, the oh, best, she she was not happy about that at all. She was the, like, at first she was trying that, like the, the the camera focused on her for a good. You know, 30 seconds. And I know, like, you, you might be at home or in your car right now saying, like, oh, 30 seconds. That's not a long time. No, no, 30 seconds is a long time the best. to be on the big screen in the Superdome. And for the first, like, 20 <laughs> seconds of that, she was, like, ignoring it. She was, like, trying to, she was, like, trying to pretend like it wasn't happening. Like, like a kid. Well, that's that, like, why it stayed on her. She, that's why it stayed on her. She yeah, right. I saw it was very bizarre. Like, I think the cameraman was like, "Does she know that that she's that I have this camera on her and that she's on the big screen?" Like, like she was like one of those kids where like you feel like you put your hands over your eyes and you feel like nobody can see you anymore. Uh, and yeah, the best part of that though, Jay, it's just, just going to go away. And then finally, at like the very end, she like kind of gave like a little wave and she was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. She was not happy. The best. Part I guarantee was... you that cameraman is current. That cameraman spent the better part of Monday packing his belongings into a small cardboard box. Did y'all right. notice Vince Vaughn behind her waving? Yeah, I did see that. Vince Vaughn had more personality. Yeah. But uh, seriously, Wait, was how, that Vince Vaughn? Yes. How dare How dare Sean Payton have uh, a personal life? Yeah. Seriously. Jesus. Seriously. What an asshole. What a fucking asshole. 
<laughs> I mean, scum. his life is entertaining us and making sure the Saints have a good balance of run and pass. And instead, he was doing engagement type shit and trying to have a life outside of football. And that's not. Do you think Bill Belichick would have got engaged during the football season? No chance. No chance. No, look. The NFL doesn't fucking give bye weeks to NFL teams so their fucking coaches can go get engaged, okay? The fucking bye weeks are to prepare for your next opponent and for your team to get healthy and take a break, okay? Well, he, did, he didn't, even, he didn't even do it on the bye week. He did it two nights before the game. No. What? They got engaged, like, over the weekend, no? That's well, Yes, on Friday, and the game was Sunday. Kevin, is John Payton getting engaged? Is it more disrespectful to football than Bounty Gate in 2012? <laughs> One, Bounty Gate is a load of shit. <laughs> and frankly, I'm uh, everybody uh, just everybody affiliated with that can go, you know, die in a fire. Uh, two, him getting engaged doesn't have a goddamn thing to do with players getting called for hands to the face or the referees ignoring a couple of holding calls uh, in the third quarter that led to the Falcons scoring uh, again. Actually, it was early in the fourth. I apologize. I'm looking at the, the box score now. They didn't score in the third quarter. I'm stunned by that. This fucking team, this team shit the bed publicly on national television. This wasn't some regional broadcast game i looked at the fucking map most of the map of the continental united states was watching the one and seven falcons against the seven and one saints and most of the country watched the one and seven falcons absolutely fucking pants the new orleans saints at home they watched the one and seven falcons Hold the New Orleans Saints to under 10 points for the first time at home in the Drew Brees era. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there. Ever. Yeah, I hate your audio. Thanks. Th- thanks for letting me, making me relive it. I hate, your, I hate your audio so hard. They gave Alvin Kamara four fucking carries. Four. Prepared. He's got stats and shit. I'm confused now. <laughs> Kevin, this you watch you watch the game, it sounds like. How about them Tigers? This team barely ran the ball. They couldn't do jack shit running it. And Atlanta, Atlanta ran the ball fucking 34 times. They Atlanta was was 50-50 passing and running. They were running the ball up and down on the Saints. It was fucking ridiculous. The lone bright spot in that entire shit-tastic game yesterday was Michael Thomas catching 13 passes for over for a buck 50. Mike Thomas being the fastest player to get the 400 total receptions. Meanwhile, Ted fucking Ginn, fastest player of 400 drops. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking weekend was set up Perfectly. It was set up perfectly. You had the Tigers. You had the fucking Tigers going in Tuscaloosa and winning. You had the fucking Pelicans Woo. who were here fucking winning. Woo. Every other good thing that could have been happening in, 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 in sports for the city and the, in the region, it was happening. 
all that you just needed, the big fucking scoop of ice cream on top of the fucking cake. Nope, it was a scoop of shit. That's what got dumped on it. Big scoop of shit. Y'all, the fucking Saints and Peyton, y'all fucking ruined Dave's Kevin, birthday. Kevin, you ruined Dave's birthday. Step away from Dave, the blue shoe. Dave was looking forward to snacking on candy and getting and having the missus go to town on him with that manscaped uh, lawnmower gimmick. And <laughs> you fucking ruined it, guys. Uh, all right, well, look. All right, we're in bizarro uh, world. We're in bizarro world because step away from the blue chew. Step away from the blue chew. For his birthday. I look. No, either you fucked him. I. This is this is true. You did ruin my birthday, but um, my, you know, I, I got to the game yesterday. I know Andrew and Ralph, y'all were there too. You went to the game. Uh, I got there, you know, 15 minutes early. I like to get there early. I like to um, watch the pregame festivities. I like to watch the tunnel team. I like to make sure the tunnel team does their job. And for the most part, they do a good job. You know, there's there might be a couple of bad apples on that tunnel. Tunnel team, team sounds like the worst porn, porn name ever. ever. Yeah, or the gay best porn. tunnel tunnel yeah. team <laughs> tunnel team six. Uh, anyway, anyway uh, you know, but but yeah, props to the, to most of the people in the tunnel team, with with the, uh, a notable exception maybe. But um, uh, and I think I remember putting them putting up on the screen on the on the on the jumbotron. Uh, said the Saints have not allowed. A hun- oh, Seattle Seahawks just picked off a Niners pass, and they're running it back. Uh, oh, all right. Seahawks are in this game. Uh, but anyway, they showed a stat that said the Saints have not allowed a 100-yard rusher in, like, 31 games. And now they didn't allow a 100-yard rusher to Atlanta. But Atlanta came out and ran on, like, six out of the first seven plays and were running all over the Saints. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, did the Falcons not see the fucking stat that they just put up on the Jumbotron? They should really look at that stat because uh, you're not supposed to be running it. But they were running it, and they were running successfully. And I remember sitting there thinking, like, this is going to be a long fucking... I mean, if, 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 they're, if they're attacking our strength and finding success uh, attacking where we're normally good at, uh, then we're we're in big trouble, and that's exactly what happened. And they didn't give up a hundred yard rushing rusher, but they gave up 143 total yards rushing, and uh, and it was surprising. It was just very surprising and very frustrating. And I'm again, I'm surprised that actually now that I'm thinking about it, you know, I'm I'm sitting here wondering how Dan Quinn was so smart to know that he should run, but maybe he's an idiot, and he was like he didn't he doesn't look at the stats. He didn't realize how good the Saints were against. Uh, the run, and he just decided to run anyway, and he just wound up getting lucky. He's like the Kramer of football coaches. He just got well, lucky. So he said, "Oh yeah, we're just going to run against it. Oh, oh, they're the best run. They're really good against run run defense. That's all right. We'll we'll, we'll run it anyway." Here, here's my question, Andrew. What's more shocking? The fact that the Atlanta came into the game with seven sacks on the year. They had six against the Saints. Is is that more surprising, or is it more surprising the fact that Kevin did the most show prep for tonight? Uh, well, Kevin doing show prep, coming in with stats, football facts. <laughs> um, 
I mean, that, that's like an outer body experience. Like, it, has he has he just blacked out? Like, he's probably laying on his couch right now, blacked out, passed out, and he's gonna he's gonna wake up in like ten seconds and not remember anything, and, and just say what what happened. Uh, he's not gonna remember saying any of those stats. But so that's most shocking, you know. But Atlanta, I gotta say this, like. I'm surprised they're one and seven. They played a great game. I mean, Matt Ryan, we love to rip on the guy, but he's a former MVP. And Julio Jones is Julio Jones. And Devontae Freeman's kind of had a rough year, but, you know, he's a guy that knows how to play. And, and their defensive line, I mean, they got a lot of names. And I, I'm surprised that they've been so bad. That Tack McKinley and Vic Beasley and Garrett J- Grady Jarrett, like, that they haven't gotten those guys going at all this year has been a big surprise to me. So I this is the team I always thought Atlanta could be, you know, and maybe not maybe not like competing for first place, but certainly 5 and 4, 6 and 3 They've like They turned it around. The They're going 5 and 11. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm just surprised they've been this bad this year. Like they've where lost has a lot of one season. Like they have they're a capable roster. I really believe that. I mean, Seahawks just scored. They're now up fourteen ten. Oh, on the, might be on a, the might be a decent Did might Russell be a Wilson decent throw the touchdown. Yes, to Hollister. Yes. Hollister made a great. Hollister made a great one-handed grab. He pulled it in and held it against his face mask for the catch. Well, I I mean the the thing that was well, all of it was was just stunning to me. I, sh- I should have just, when my alarm went off at 5 to catch the 6.30 flight to New Orleans, I should have just pulled the, I should have just pulled it out the wall and gone back to sleep. Uh, but, I, I mean, it-, it was all so stunning. But I guess the-, the thing that was the most stunning to me is that Atlanta came into the day 31st against the pass, and their secondary was a fucking dumpster fire. Like, they couldn't line up. They were blowing like blowing coverages, people running wide open. They covered the Saints fantastic, and... Uh, no, that's because our wide receivers, other than Michael Thomas, suck. Well, is that, that's, my, that's, my next, that's my next point. Ha, has that... Uh, are we all officially – are y'all as disappointed as me now that we didn't get A.J. Green even though he's hurt? I mean – I mean, you had you had 10 – Ted, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that this was just a sort of uh, converging of, of bad days for everybody, you know, all on the same day. I mean, you know, you had Traquan dropped uh, at least one pass. That, that was on Breeze. All right. Well, you want to blame that on Breeze? That's fine. Yes. That's fair. Uh, you know, it, you, you had Ginn who dropped, who was looking, Ralph, I read your column and, and you noted this. I mean, he was looking more like his, his Panthers days. Uh, you got the full you know, Ted Ginn. Well, you didn't get the full Ted Ginn because the, no, the full Ted Ginn, Ginn he would have got you a touchdown. He gets you a touchdown and two drops. That's the yeah, full yeah. Ted Ginn. He didn't even give right, you the right. full Ted Ginn. No, no, we got well, we we did get the full Ted Ginn, but just not the full Ted Ginn. Everybody. You got you got glass half empty Ted Ginn. Yeah, we, we got the full Carolina Panthers Ted Ginn. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, so he, he just you know we we just didn't really get that much help. So you know, one of the sacks I remember very vividly. Uh, one of the sacks that Drew took, he. 
had Kamara in the flat, but Kamara tripped. He was like the second or third read, and Kamara tripped when he was looking at him. And he was kind of like the last guy. He would have he would have scored there too. He was wild. Yeah, he was. And Kamara was kind of like the last guy in the progression. And by the time Drew got to him, Kamara had tripped by himself in the open field, and so Drew had to look away. And Drew kind of sucked, man. Oh. I mean, I know I know he had no time. He was getting hit. Receivers weren't getting open, but he's so plenty of blame to go around. He's he's three, like twenty eighth in QBR. Down. You know, I know it's a small sample size because he's only played four games but he's he, i mean he's he's not good you know breeze? yeah i mean he's he oh yeah a, yeah let's let's start it let's start the breezes well, no. that's it he's, he's no he's it's 40. teddy bridgewater no it's, it's breeze is gonna better. be fine breeze is gonna be fine <laughs> but the the only thing that annoyed me about this game is that if bridgewater had played the exact same game that drew just played Saints Saints Twitter would have been I burning him to the ground. You That's what it would have been. Yeah. No, no, but my my point isn't that did you bench Breeze or anything. I just think the the same issues that people complained about with Bridgewater are happening with Breeze. And so I think this offense, you know, when when Teddy would hold on to the ball, we would get eight screenshots of dudes where they were, they were open, and Teddy should have thrown the pass. When Breeze does it, people blame the receivers. I just think a lot of the same issues that they had under Bridgewater, they have under Breeze. And this offense, Dave, we think of the Saints as this high-powered offensive juggernaut, but they're fucking sixteenth in points. Like they're they're just kind of average on offense. And I just think. I mean, I think that that I think that's putting it. I mean, what are they in yards? I would guess they're worse than that in yards. Yeah, I mean, you've got to remember we won a lot of these games with Bridgewater because of the defense. We were yeah. won, won very low scoring games. We didn't. We weren't putting up 30, 40 points. We were putting up twenty at I the mean, most. Even even in Seattle, getting, like we we got two. Uh, we got a defensive touchdown and a in a uh, special teams touchdown, right? Yeah. And I mean, and, 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 uh, you know, a- Andrew and I have both touched on this before. I mean, this was the same kind of issues they had, the offense had at the end of last season. They weren't lighting it up. They had red zone issues, which we saw on yesterday. Um, obviously, three field goals. That means you're getting. Third you know, down. Remember how bad they were in third down last year? Yeah. I mean, it's just, and, and, they, and that was when they had Drew at quarterback. That would, Teddy yeah. Bridgewater wasn't playing any snaps. They back. haven't been it's as not bad the quarterback. On third it's down the offense. Year. Correct, but it's but I but the but the against overall, the Falcons they were bad on third. Well, down. yeah, Terrible. and I well I think yeah. the overall and the penalties were back. Make, the penalties oh, were the, back. Well, I mean, just come. I mean, on oh, offense and defense. Yeah, and and some of it was bullshit. I mean, you know, for for sure there was the the one fall. I I tweeted it. You know, the one they called offsides on the Saints, and it was clearly false start uh, on the Falcons. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, this, this is not a quarterback issue. This is, this is definitely an offensive issue and, and probably even more, even more directly to the point, it's probably an issue with your offensive line. You know, when the offensive line plays well, your quarterback has time, everybody, you know, everything just works out well. But when you when your offensive line plays like shit, uh, and I think we would probably all agree the offensive line played like shit yesterday. Awful. Uh, yeah. And Here- that's, it, it makes, it makes everything that much more difficult. Here, here's a question that I have about the offensive line, Andrew. We, we say that it's that it that it's great and it, it's the strength of the team, and that's true, and it can play really well. 
the Saints have played nine games, and I can make the argument that their offensive line has been either dog shit, poor, or bad in three of them. They were bad against the Rams. Now, I know maybe Drew Brees getting going out had something to do with that. They were bad against Dallas, but the defense was lights out, so they won. And they were horrible yesterday. That's a third of their games where they haven't been good. And we talk mm-hmm. about this offensive line as a strength. So, like, where, where, do, where do you – What's your opinion of them uh, just past the halfway point of the year? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say there there were just three games where surprisingly they didn't do well. And, you know, in one of them, I remember something was wrong with Teron Armstead's knee and he didn't practice all week and then he played and he looked awful. Um, this week he was sick on Friday. I don't Dude, know he looked up with him. He looked awful at the end of the game. That dude looked like he had walking pneumonia, and I thought he, I, I, I thought he was going to collapse on the field. Like he was struggling to get to the line when they were running the hurry up offense. Like he, yeah. you know, he, he, Sean he was Payton. Done. He was done. He was Sean done. Payton's like, I don't want to blame the flu. I'm like, he had the fucking flu, and he was. I'm like, well, you know, not good. Wait, wait, is that Sean Payton said he had the flu? Yeah, Sean Payton like, I don't want to blame the flu. You can't blame the flu because he played, but you know. Like, I was like, he had the flu? God damn. Well, he shouldn't have been playing then. But, um, so, yeah, that's part of it. You need you need your star left tackle to be playing like he normally does. So, I, I think that was a big thing. Um, but, look, I, I think Sean Payton deserves some, some uh, I mean, Kevin said it earlier, four carries for Kamara. That's just ridiculous. Like, either he's good to go or he's not. But if he's not, then... Pound Latavius Murray like you have been, because that's been working, and that's what the Saints should have been doing in this game. But 52 passes, 11 runs. That that was the balance, run pass balance that they had. I mean, 52 to 11. Like, and, and so when you have a guy like Will Clapp, who has been, and, and I mean, I was really hard on him in the player grades, and I gave him an F. But it's kind of unfair to him because. All, like he played center a couple weeks ago. Like he had to be thrown in there, and then this whole week he's been prepared as a jumbo tight end. That's been his role for the team this week, and that's what he practiced all week. And he's, Andres Pete goes down, and all of a sudden it's, "Hey, clap, go play left guard." And oh, by the way, we're throwing every play. That's that's not really fair to him. He hasn't played the position. He goes in there, and he's got a pass block every play. And, like, you know, if he had played well, then I would have been excited. I would have said, man, if he can do well in that situation, maybe he's got a future in this league. But I think it's kind of unfair to rip on him too hard because he hasn't even had the luxury of, all right, you're getting a week of preparation at left guard. This is what we're going to do. And, you know, these are your weaknesses. We're going to mitigate those by doing this. And these are your strengths. And we're going to play to those. I mean, there was none of that. He was just thrown in and he had to pass block every play. So, how much of that is on Sean Payton? Well, I think look, the one- Sean Payton's awesome. Like, I'm not, I'm not even trying to say like he should be fired or anything like that. Of course not. But like, Skyline should be fired. <laughs> well, but sometimes, like, even the best have bad days. And I, I just think the coaching was bad. I mean, the Saints laid an egg. And you know what? The, the Patriots, um, the Patriots uh, lost to the Dolphins last year. And I think it was Alan Ulrich on Twitter. He, he reminded me that 
2011 was his favorite Saints team, and they lost to the 0-8 Rams that year. So it happens. It's the NFL. The, like, 29, think, the, you know, the 2009 Saints blew a 14-point fourth-quarter lead to the two-win Bucks. I mean, yeah. I mean, I but, mean but, look, so, sometimes like it's one of those things. Where sometimes you have a clunker, and I think maybe psychologically, look the the way the game unfolded. Atlanta got momentum on their first two drives, and they started to believe. And the Saints' offense did w- w- stumbled out of the gates, and so the way the game unfolded early. It just didn't set the Saints up for success. And well, uh, I think the bottom line is they've been drinking the Kool-Aid. They, they were 7-1, yeah. 5-0 with Teddy. And they, they, the Falcons are coming into town into the Dome. And everyone expects a blowout. And maybe a little complacency from the players. Like, well, we did all this with, with Teddy. And now Drew's back. So it should be even easier now. So, you know, I mean, credit Atlanta. They, they came in and they kicked the shit Ups- out of the Saints. Upside. Dan Quinn gets another year. But the one thing I was going to say about the, the Saints running huh. the ball, the one thing That's I was going to say about the Saints. we to look at the, the, the silver lining, Ralph. Yeah. They're going to go, they're going to go six and 10 and they're going to be like, we turned the corner. We went five and three in the second half of the year. We got momentum. We'll keep him. Uh, but, you know, I think the Saints, the plan was they thought they could roast Atlanta's secondary, which isn't a bad plan considering how bad they were. But I think the, the game really swung in the second half. You look at it. It's it's uh, it's thirteen to nine, you know. Atlanta they get a they get a penalty so they get to keep a drive alive. It gets to twenty to nine. The Saints get the ball back on the kickoff, but they're moving. You know they run Taysom Hill for eleven. They run Kamara for six. They complete a long pass, but it's holding. And instead of first and ten on the Falcon side of the field, it's you know it's second. It's first and twenty. It wrecks the whole drive. They have to punt. Atlanta goes down, gets another field goal. It's twenty-three to nine with with six minutes to go. Running the ball at that point is fucking donezo. So I think, even though I agree with you that the plan was bad, Andrew, and they didn't adjust, like it just got like it just got away from them in that those two drives, and it was done. Like it was just over real quick to run the ball. Uh, the the other thing though, Dave is well, that's that's bullshit. They, I mean, I I agree with you that. You know, the script got flipped on them, but you know, two drives in, you could still be running the ball. You, you don't need to be giving up on the run. Well, no, but I, that, but they, but once it got to be twenty-three, but once it got to be twenty-three to nine, though, they had kind of had to because the clock was against them. Like, well, but, yeah, well, that was late in the game, though. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. The, the, I think, I think they were thinking about running the ball. But the holding penalty just killed them on that thirteen and not that that twenty to nine drive, and then, you know, after they didn't score there, it was done. Uh, but it's just, I want to talk. I noticed something. It, it was even worse when I rewatched the game. Like I, I knew this thing was like terrible, and I knew that it, right. it was just a bad game. But when I actually went and analyzed every play. It, it was it was shocking how bad they played. Shocking. That is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. Yes. Wait, will you guys? You just, so why you didn't guys, you just give everybody an F, Andrew, for your grades? Why'd you have to rewatch it? <laughs> so you guys, you guys got to go to the game. So you were there. So you got the full fan experience. So I wanted to make a couple of comments, but before I do that, Seahawks are now up twenty-one to ten. Russell uh, Wilson <laughs> touchdown? Uh, no, it was a Chris Carson touchdown. 
but it's looking it's looking very good for the Seahawks uh, beating the beating the Niners, and then that, then we'll have no more uh, undefeated teams in the league. But uh, but a couple eighty six Dolphins pop the champagne. They're they're, <laughs> they're getting it ready as we speak. How um, many of the eighty six Dol- those seventy two Dolphins are still alive? <laughs> But you guys went to the game, and y'all were talking about Will Clapp. So for those of you guys who don't have the pleasure of going to the games, they have a new tradition now where when Will Clapp goes in uh, as as eligible, you know, they'll play either. Yeah, they'll either, everybody clap your hands. They'll either do that one or they'll, or they'll do the, uh, we'll make them clap. We'll make them clap. So it's kind of interesting. And it, what's really crazy is that, like, Whoever is in charge of playing that when he comes in, dude, they're on top of it. As soon as he is checking in for the play before they even huddle. Not up. like me with the sound effects here. They're on no, top of it. No, it is it is it is Bizarro Ralph Malbrow who is running the show at the Saints game. I mean, they they ha- they must have like somebody who's dedicated to sitting there in the booth and just keeping eyes on Will Clapp and just checking every time he goes in as the sixth down lineman. The intern has an intern. They seriously, they must have an intern intern <laughs> who's looking at that because that dude is on it. The second he's running out there on the field as a tackle eligible, they are doing one of those two soundbites. And also, I want that's why I, people I listen to this podcast for information like that. We're on yeah. it. No, no, seriously. <laughs> and then I don't, I don't know if I don't know if Zach Shreve has ever mentioned it on the radio broadcast because I don't ever listen to the radio broadcast. But also, Will Clapp is sixty-four, and so when he comes out and the refs announce it, they're now back to saying. And and the Saints have been using him pretty darn regularly. At least they were this week against the. Oh, Doc- I can pro- I can promise you, Zach Streif is aware of that. No, I know he's aware of it, but I just wonder if he's mentioned another thing. But so now they're back to saying. Now, I can promise you, he has. So uh, they're they're now back to regularly saying uh, the refs are regularly saying sixty four is eligible, number sixty four is eligible. So we're back to hearing that like we used to hear all the time when Zach used to come in as uh, as uh, another down line. I wonder. So. I wonder if they'll throw it to Will Clapp in the red zone at some point. And we will catch it. Unlike Zach Street. I bet it'll go better than throwing it to Ted Ginn. <laughs> Both of those outcomes are the same. So zing. Um, I, you know, I noticed something yesterday, and you guys can tell me if you think it's complete bullshit. But Kamara's body language at times yesterday looked off. Now I don't know if that's because he's hurt and he's frustrated, or he's frustrated because he doesn't know what the Saints, if they, how they want to use him. But Kamara is. You know the four the, the fourth year is technically the contract year, but really this year is his contract year, and he's been banged up, and the Saints aren't using him. Like he's got to put in put up numbers to get paid. Did he look uh, frustrated to you more so than normal yesterday? Because he did to me. Yes. No. I didn't really notice that. No. Mm. So. Guess not. I mean, I just. I mean, he, he didn't run. He didn't. He wasn't as usual. Well, I mean, he had some pretty nice catch and runs. But, yeah, I don't know. He just. I mean, he's. He hasn't been. He misses his boo. It's been a while, Mark Ingram. We, well, he was. He was making some great. You know, Seattle. He had that great run. Uh, but though he he hasn't seemed to have been. You know, earlier in the season he had a lot of. He was his normal self, but he hasn't seemed to be his normal self the last. 
Dave, if you wanted to have better than your normal self below the belt, what should you What use? a segue. <laughs> what a segue. Uh, yeah. Well, look, support for Armchair and for our podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in the men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Uh, now, it says I'm not supposed to read this, but uh, I'm supposed to tell you about a time where I, uh, I really came close and I hurt my balls while manscaping, <laughs> uh, or I'm supposed to give you a funny manscaping story. Well, my mom listens to this podcast, so I'm not going to give you that story. But what I will tell you is that uh, that's why Manscaped has redefined the electric or redesigned the electric trimmer and redefined it. The same, same, you know. <laughs> same powerful, same powerful. Uh, You're really tearing this up. Oh, I'm, I'm killing it. Uh, their lawnmower 2.0. That's that. That means they had the 1.0, they redesigned it, and they came out with the 2.0. The lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, uh, and that's in capital letters: capital S, capital S, capital T. That means it's. Uh, it's the real deal. Skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. So don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's Ew. nasty. Yes, I know. It's nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I Love sprayed it. some of that. I sprayed. Oh no! Okay, the crop preserver. No, I used. Uh, what's the spray? I used the spray. I don't think that's the moisturizer. I used like the. Uh, it's basically just like, um, uh, not deodorant. It's like uh, potpourri. Potpourri for your balls. Uh, <laughs> perfume. Perfume was the word I was looking for there. Uh, but they've got the crop potpourri sounds so much fancier. Which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, so why are you not putting deodorant on your balls, which is even smellier than your armpits? Uh, and right now, you can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code armchair at manscaped.com. So always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. So remember, get 20% off and free shipping when you use code armchair at manscaped. That's 20% off when you use code armchair so it's looking good for the saints with uh seattle winning as dave gave us broken news uh now in the fourth quarter still 21 10 seattle beating san francisco 49ers you know it it would have been a just glorious football weekend one of the best ever if the saints had managed to do what they were supposed to do and win as a fucking 12 and a half point favorite but uh, Andrew, you sent me a Bill Barnwell tweet during the LSU game that I want you to tell the people about because it is related to the Saints and Nick Saban. Do you remember that tweet you sent me? Oh, God. It was something about it's, how the last time Nick Saban had given up 30 points and a half in the first half, uh, I think that's what it was, over 30 points in the first half uh, was in 1999 when he was the head coach of Michigan State, and they played Purdue. And the quarterback at that time was Drew Brees. <laughs> Love it. 
man, Drew Brees is always how many times is always screwing over Nick Saban. How many? Yeah, like my 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 mind exploded when I heard that when I read that. And that was like, like '99 was like, that's like freshman was like like freshman Drew Brees, right? Like, yeah, probably. I mean, I was a I was a freshman in college in '99. I was a senior in high school. <laughs> but well, and I, a freshman in college, actually. I, I mean, the Saints it it it's a total just shit show of a performance. And like I said in the morning news today, the Saints played as bad as Eric Polson sounded with his with his his uh his head cold this morning. Oh, um, yeah, I saw Sheba talking about that. He he was he was he was sounding rough. He was struggling in the breaks, man. He was a I don't know if they were giving him tea or whatever, but he was he was fighting through it. Um, but the secondary is going to be without uh, Marshawn Lattimore for at least a little bit of time. Uh, Andrew, you don't you don't know that he could play this week. I was yeah, but it was gonna. I was gonna say, are we gonna miss Ken Crawley? Are we gonna wish the Saints had not cut him? Um, but let's say Lattimore doesn't play. What are the Saints gonna do in the secondary? You think? Uh, well, I mean, we kind of saw it, so I, I think. Um, and PJ it wasn't was, pretty. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, <laughs> I gotta say, PJ Williams and Eli Apple, like they weren't great, but they competed, man. They, I thought they played okay. Um, but Eli Apple and PJ Williams would be your starters. Um, and so CJ Gardner Johnson would get a full-time role at nickel. So, um, you know, those are the three guys. I mean, PJ, PJ and, uh, Eli Apple already play most of the snaps anyway, but, uh, you know, the big difference would just be more snaps for Gardner Johnson and PJ Williams playing the outside. So, you know, that, that's, that makes things more difficult when you're going up against, Mike Evans and Godwin this week. Uh, all of a sudden, that Tampa matchup, uh, if you're going without Lattimore, uh, feels a, a lot dicier. Uh, it's a much tougher defensive assignment if you go in there without Lattimore, who, by the way, held Mike Evans to zero catches uh, last yeah. time they played him. Yeah, so. Lattimore, Lattimore takes it like personal with Mike Evans. He, they don't, they do not yeah. like, they don't like each other, and and Lattimore. Uh, not that he doesn't get motivated for other big stars, but he really gets motivated uh, for Evans. Uh, but we got well, some. Qu- I want to thank I want to thank Lattimore for keeping me from embarrassing myself and crying at the Saints game because at the dome, you know, they did one of those uh, surprise reunions with the soldier, you know, where they surprised the family uh, with one of their relatives who was away in in the Middle East or whatever. And uh, and it was getting really emotional there for me for a minute as I was watching all this unfold on the jumbotron, and I'm starting to get a little teary-eyed. And then, and then the next play, they might have even started running the play before they even finished the bit on the jumbotron. But the next play, Lattimore lays out Julio uh, in the flat, and just stopped me from crying and getting emotional, and brought me back to earth. Uh, and made me realize that I was at a Falcons Saints game, and that fuck the Falcons, uh, and you know, America can wait. <laughs> uh, the we got some interesting questions from people. This is from Alfredo. Uh, wa- oh, and by the way, 
people sign up for the daily podcast full access starts at seven dollars but patreon has some really cool stuff now where we have been able to create our own merchandise so if you sign up at the ten dollar level you get a sticker uh if you sign up at the 25 at the at the 25 dollar level you get a mug you get a t-shirt you get a magnet you get a sticker you get a koozie like we have the swag king level like sign up and it's the stuff you sign up for three months you get all this cool stuff so it's amazing so do it uh alfredo asks andrew why with only one trustworthy wide receiver does sean not trust the running game more uh no, I mean, we just talked about that, and I, I do think it was a bad game for Sean Payton. I thought his coaching performance in that one was probably his worst of the season. Um, but, you know, I think it was difficult in the sense that Atlanta's opening drive, I mean, if the, way, the way it unfolded, Atlanta's opening drive, they go, they milk like seven minutes off the clock, they get a field goal. And the Saints go back, they answer a three-all. And then Atlanta milks a ton of clock again. That's that drive where there was all those freaking penalties. And it seemed like it was third down, they stop them, and there's a flag. I mean, that happened like four times on that drive. So then it's, you know, 10-3, and then the Saints have a bad drive where Breeze misses Traquan. And then from there, like, it's it's just hard. And I, I think they really wanted to establish the run game, but they were also, I think, stuck in this, like, Alvin just came back. We want him on a pitch count. You know, we, we want to make sure Latavius Murray gets his touches because we don't want him to be phased out with Alvin back. So that was complicating things. But I also just think when Will Clapp, when, when Will Clapp moved to left guard, that the, half the playbook went out because the Saints like to run out of that jumbo set. And I think that probably a lot of their game plan was to run out of that set. And when Will Clapp had to go to left guard, that he, he, he couldn't play jumbo tight end anymore. So half the playbook and I think a lot of the running plays you know, uh, were, out, were out the window. That's a good point, Andrew. It kind of reminded me, now that I think of it, a little bit like the NFC Championship where Ben Watson had the appendicitis and he couldn't go. Josh Hill gets a concussion. And then, oh, by the way, the Saints are t- down two tight ends can't run tight ends, can't seal the edge against the Rams, and the plan to, you know, probe the Rams on the edges where they're weakest was out the window. Um, you know, and it just it just happens like that. Uh, Dave, this is an interesting question Ralph, from Daniel. You, by the way, you need to get the clap sound effects. You need to get the – we'll make them clap. <laughs> we'll make it clap. Uh, also, update. Niners scored a touchdown and a two-point conversion to pull within three points now in the fourth quarter. Seahawks still winning 21-18. This is from Daniel, Dave. Has the NFL figured out Kamara like they have uh, Sean McVay? I mean, come on. He has like one mediocre bad game. He's just coming back from an ankle injury. Yeah, and the and the entire league has has him figured out. That's 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 play the jump to conclusions soundbite. This right here is where we play the jump to conclusions soundbite because Daniel, our loyal listener, I love you, Daniel. but you're jumping to some fucking conclusions. Look, look, hold on. I I realize that we lost to the Falcons. It was embarrassing. I, I was there in person. I flew down for it. I mean, I'm disgusted. As, honestly, as I, honestly, you may be the reason why they suck so bad. 
Oh, he was repping. You were repping the 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 Happy Hour podcast T-shirt at the game too. I was, I was. Well, they they've been undefeated when I wear it. The only game I didn't wear that shirt was the Rams game this year. Um, but anyway, I think Sunday was my I, fault. I the, last games, the last two games, the last two games, my brother and me have attended is the the Patriots in 2017 and yesterday. Well, it's important to remember this team is seven seven and two. Like they have everything to play for. And we don't know how it goes from here. There's reasons to be concerned, but they're seven and two. Yeah, and and look, we've we've seen him for eight games. The the one thing that you know just was seven plus two is nine. Actually, was just inexplicable is their inability to get pass rush against Atlanta. I mean, at least with the offensive line, you could be like, well, Clapp got hurt and Sean Payton abandoned the run and they got behind. So, you know, you have all these maybe reasons. The defensive line, like, what the fuck? Like, they didn't get close to Matt Ryan. What did you see from them, Andrew? That Yeah, I mean, Cam Jordan especially. I, I just – how, how did he get stonewalled like that? He was that on McGarry Island. Some Falcon fans were joking. Yeah, it just made me want to vomit. I thought Davenport cry. was bad. I, I thought he couldn't keep his containment. Um, I'm I'm worried about Sheldon Rankins because that's like three or four weeks now that we just haven't seen anything from him. I mean, he's not gonna, he's not going to be if he's going to give you anything this year. It ain't happening until December. Like it's just not like. And that's bet yeah. to me. That's best case scenario. He he blew up that Achilles in January. Like, you know, that's a year injury. You know, and even even Okafor, when he did it, he did it in 2017. He did it in the Washington game, which was like what was that game? I want to say eight or nine. It was like the midway point. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like I just think Rankins, like you know. Can't expect too much of him, uh, and it it, it beca- also Onyemata had I think he had two penalties of hands to the face uh, yesterday. He he, uh, I thought he played pretty well minus okay. the penalties. I mean, you know, that's what are you going to do about that? So now we go to oh, and by the way, people in the live stream can see it because it 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 scrolls at the bottom of the screen. Uh, we have a live show, December 14th, Tracy's, on Magazine, RSVP at the link of the podcast, uh, wherever you get this show, you can find it, uh, or go to our Twitter page, go to our, our Twitter page, profile page, or Facebook, we have them there, and RSVP, and if you RSVP, you get a free shirt, which will be personally handed to you by, so do that, 101 people have RSVP'd. Do it. You get a shirt. Dave's going to cook up a fantastic Saints Happy Hour podcast shirt. You want it, do it. Sign up. You get a shirt. Watch I, us. I, I don't know how we'll screw up our audio live, but I'm sure we'll find a way. Oh, the, 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 the live audio is just going to be, be uh, it's going to be like be a night. 19- in the room. You could be in the room with us. And we're still gonna make it, so it sounds terrible. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like a, it's gonna sound like a Huey Long stump speech from 1928. That's what it's gonna, that's what it's gonna sound like. So, uh, I think th- 
they haven't been having any complaints in the in the chat tonight about the live stream audio. They had a, a little bit of Andrew and, and Kevin lost his mind, but that wasn't. That's just because Kevin was screaming into his phone like a lunatic. Uh, you know. My audio is fine now, right? Yeah, your audio is yes. fine. Thanksgiving. Fredo says I want Thanksgiving vengeance. <laughs> um, so the Saints go to Tampa. Uh, they are a five-point favorite at Tampa. High. The the three and six Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so Dave, who do you have? Are the Saints going to rebound? Oh yeah, the Saints are totally going. If if the Saints, if the Saints turn around and lose another division game, uh, the, the, it might be t- time to sound the alarms and start panicking. Then the, the, the Dave Cariello panic meter, uh, <laughs> like like you guys like to say, uh, shall it's like, return. It's going to go from green to yellow real quick. <laughs> We'll need a sound um, effect for that too. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's hard for me to really believe myself when I say that the Saints should be able to take care of business because I felt that way this past week and that didn't happen. So I'm having I'm having trust issues now, but I'm going to say it anyway. I mean, this should be a, an easy game for the Saints. It should be an easy win. They've got Jameis Winston. You know, the guys on. On pardon my take, like to comment on on Jameis Winston's small hand size. He's got small hands, uh, and that makes him a bad quarterback. Um, so I'm going to say, uh, you know, what's the weather going to be like in Florida? Should be pretty mild, huh? Are they, gonna, are they getting this cold weather that that we're getting tomorrow? Uh, it might be a little cold. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Saints. I'm going to say Saints 31, Buccaneers 21. High of 75 and cloudy, no oh, rain oh, on beautiful. Sunday. High of 71. That's, that's, that's beautiful football weather right there. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Uh, yeah, so I'll say Saints 31, Bucks 21. And uh, player of the game, you know what? It's It'll be it'll be Alvin Kamara's coming back party. Welcome Ooh, back, Alvin. Okay. Have yourself a day. Here's so, 150 plus total yards, rushing, receiving, and and two touchdowns. So Andrew, now that the Saints have lost, are yeah, you am going... I allowed to pick them to win now? Yes, you can, can make an actual pick instead of just picking against <laughs> them every single week. Oh, it was working so well too. Um, Garoppolo just got pile drived into the ground. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do think the Saints are going to win this game, and I, I think the key for me is they're going to have to get off to a good start. Um, but you know, reminder again that Tampa has the worst pass defense in the league, thirty-second uh, overall. And if the Saints are going to win this game, they're going to have to throw the football. I mean, remember Teddy Bridgewater threw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns Lit against that the second up. Yeah, he lit them up. So that that was Teddy Bridgewater's kind of hallmark game in that five game stretch, um, and he he was able to have a lot of success throwing the ball. In fact, not only did Bridgewater throw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns, Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara both completed passes on the Tampa Bay secondary. Also, um, so yeah. Bottom line, Breeze is going to have to play well, but um, 
I think Breeze is going to be sharp in this game. I think he's going to go on the road in Tampa, play well, and hopefully James Winston will he'll have one of those games where he kind of goes on a turnover binge. Yeah, they were like, James Winston played well. He only had one interception. Um, I'm well, so, say- wait, so wait, so wait, so wait, so wait. So what What, what if the Saints lose this game? Ugh. Drew Brees doesn't play well. He doesn't play nearly as well as Teddy Bridgewater played against Tampa Bay. So now you've got you know, you've got two straight losses for Drew. You've got a one-to-one comparison for Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater playing the same defense. And yeah, but have, home and road, home and road, man. That's that's a big difference. Uh, I mean, so you're okay. Okay, so let's let's take that into account. So basically, you're telling me the difference between Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater is just who's playing home and who's playing away. I mean, you, you're well, telling. Well, I I think I, the difference is Brees is a way better quarterback. I'll tell you this though. But what if it, Breeze plays like shit against if Tampa? If Breeze back? plays like if Breeze plays like shit and they lose to Tampa and Carolina. Any everything's on the table then because oh yeah there because, we go Oops. you know yeah, then go. then the Dave Cariello uh, panic meter <laughs> I don't think the Dave Cariello panic reader has a, a reading that high <laughs> no I need like maybe I need like red. a guy I need go, it doesn't go to magenta so <laughs> so people in the chat chat room you need to um, uh, suggest a sound effect do I need like a Geiger counter sound effect. For the for the panic meter, what do I need? What sound effect do I need for the panic meter? Um, I'm gonna say, look, the Saints are gonna win Sunday, but I think it's gonna be bumpy for a half. And I think all the stuff that we were joking about about you know should they play Bridgewater, you know this. I think it's gonna be really percolating starting the third quarter, but then Breeze is gonna come out and be like, I'm fucking Drew Breeze, and he's gonna throw two touchdowns yeah, in the second no, half. I mean, why, why are you guys like, this was one game. They're still yeah. seven and two. Like, you guys don't think Breeze is going to be so pissed off? Oh, I totally do. I just think, I just think. Studying like a madman. Sean Payton is going to be pulling double time, game planning this game. I mean, there, there's no way. I mean, maybe they won't play well, but there's no way they're not going to be prepared. No, they're they, going to work their to. I think they're going to play well. I just think the Saints, all their analytics when you, if you look at their analytics, the analytics for the Saints say they are a say they are a five and four football team. They're not. They're seven and two. And I think I don't think they're a five hundred football team. I think they're better than that. But I do think they have some issues on offense that you know. I think it'll be. I still think. I just think it'll be. I just think it's going to be a bumpy first half in Tampa. Kind of like you know what it was, Andrew. Kind of like last year when they played in Tampa. It was kind of bumpy. Taysom Hill blocked the punt. Then they got moving. Mark Ingram got rolling. They won by a couple touchdowns, and it was fine. Like that's how it's going to be. It's just you know, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit bumpy for the first half. And I'm going to say Drew Brees is going to be MVP. He's going to throw two second half touchdowns and look great. And we're going to be everything's going to be back on track. And oh by the way, it's 21-20. I think the Saints are going to light him up. <laughs> I really do. I think you're wrong. I I think the Saints are going to be pissed off. They're going to win 38 to 24. It might be two touchdowns, but like the offense is going to be rolling all game. It's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be like the, it, the, is it going to be like the bears game where it's like the final score, even though it's double digits, doesn't convey the ass stomping that was 
that was put to Tampa? Is it going to be like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think this offensive line is good. And even Will Clapp, like, I think with a full week to prepare, he'd be fine. And I think Sean Payton is going to challenge those guys. He is going to be playing that game for them and, and saying, Teron, Larry Warford, you know, McCoy, I want you guys to watch these plays. I want you to watch how freaking terrible you were against one of the worst defenses in the league. And I want you to be embarrassed. And I want you to remember this when you go into Tampa and go hit someone in the mouth. I mean, he's an expert motivator. He's going to use this to make sure he gets the best out of his players this week. I have zero doubt. No, I think that I, I think that's true. And I, I mean, you just look at NFL. Like Bill Barnwell did a column of all the 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 the, the NFL elite teams. He he broke down all their clunker games. And I just think you're gonna have a sh- you're gonna have a shitty game, and you're gonna lose. Every team has it every year. And the Saints, it just it just sucks extra hard because it's Atlanta. If it would have been like in a couple of weeks, and it would have been like Tennessee. We'd be like, ah, it's Tennessee, whatever. But Atlanta, their fans are such trash human beings, and we have to interact with them. So it just makes it that much more difficult to take. Uh, so I listen, unfo- I I unfollowed the Falcoholic. I'll probably <laughs> wait. I'll probably wait to follow them again. I'll wait. I'll wait to see how they're doing on Sunday. If they start losing, then I'll refollow. Yeah, my dream of them hiring Mike McCarthy took a hit yesterday. And that's the saddest part of this of all. Um, so listen, thanks to uh, thanks to everybody in the chat room. Uh, sign up for the daily podcast. Me and Andrew, you get his grades if you sign up at the ten eleven, and we get the daily one. We had LSU podcast, we had the gambling podcast, we had the game preview. You get all kinds of great stuff. It's only fucking seven dollars a month. Do it. Uh, and since Kevin had to drop out. Uh, of the podcast early, uh, guys. Should we do the announcement without him, or should we should we'll wait till next week? No, just, just do it. Okay. So, people ask me, what, Ralph, what do you do with the with the Patreon money that we donate? And I said, well, you know, we bought we bought the new computer. Uh, Andrew has a bad gambling problem this year. He's losing his ass off. So money goes <laughs> money goes to that. Uh, money goes to my wife. But. We took a chunk of the money, and we were like, we got to have the whole crew for the live show. So we took a chunk of the money. We are, we took a chunk of our money and the Manscaped ball money, combined them, and we are flying Kevin Held from St. Louis to New Orleans. Kevin Held is going to be at the live show. He is flying out Saturday morning. He's going to get there in the afternoon. He's going to be at the fucking live show December 14th. More reason to go. Because we're all four of us going to be in the same room for the first time ever. 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 I've never met Kevin in person. <laughs> so, I mean, if if that's not reason enough this breaking news that I'm giving you where we're all four in the same room if that's not reason enough to show up and get a free t-shirt I don't know why you're listening to this show now to be honest but but anyway we are super excited about the live show so please sign up RSVP it's going to be amazing the Saints are going to get back on track it sucked losing to those trash human beings the Atlanta Falcons. But we got through it. It was fine. So, for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. 
Thanks for everybody in the live stream. Until next week, the bar is closed. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.